Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Africa, motherland. Africa, take my hand. Yes, welcome to this podcast where we'll be talking about my great trip to South Africa. Yes, we spent a few days in Amsterdam prior to boarding a flight from Amsterdam down to Cape Town. And as we were coming down for a guided tour, we were arriving early. So we had to make arrangements to stay at a hotel overnight by the airport. So we picked a hotel called Hotel Verde. It is an eco-friendly, eco-friendly resort, um, looking at protecting the environment. They have their own uh, garden in the back where they grow spices. They also have plants and wildlife, which is pretty amazing to see when you come to visit. So let's get into this and talk about my journey to Cape Town and the start of our South Africa tour. So we flew. KLM from uh, Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam down to Cape Town International Airport. And it was a long flight. Um, but, you know, anytime you travel far distances, and the only way to get there by plane is you get sandwiched in these little tiny sardine cans and you are shoulder to shoulder with fellow passengers. There's no other way to get there, so this is what we had to put up with. And I guess when you travel anywhere, you will have to put up with that if you're flying. Long gone are the days of uh, what we call classy travel. Just take a look at pictures from the 60s of passengers on planes where they had a lot of seating room and some were even bench seats. So we've gone from bench seats to little tiny, tiny seats that you have to squish your butt into. However, KLM treated us very well. I must say that uh, the, you know, all the headaches about getting to the airports and the, the amount of passengers and the problem with baggage, we never had that problem. We arrived at Chippewa uh, early in the morning. Um, I think it was just before 6 a.m. as our flight was just after 10 or around 10 a.m. So we got there, got through security, no problem. And we made our way to the lounge, the KLM lounge, which served uh, hot foods, drinks, cocktails, um, coffee, tea, had charging stations, washrooms, lockers, and I do believe they even had a shower facility. So if you needed to freshen up before getting onto your flight, you could do that. Well worth the price. So when you're booking, I'd always say request lounge access. So we made our way down to our gate after spending a quality time at the KLM Lounge. Boarded our plane, no problems, flew, and we arrived. Well, our flight was a little delayed leaving. So that had me a little concerned about arriving in in Cape Town because I know it's going to be late in the evening, approximately 9.30 p.m. Cape Town time. But uh, being delayed just pushed us a little further. So I knew that we were going to get a free shuttle from the airport, compliments of Hotel Verde, 
and we would be not no worry to us how to get to the airport, but their last shuttle service was at midnight. So we're really concerned about getting to the airport on time, you know, getting through, finding our baggage, and going through customs and everything, and get to where we had to pick up the the free shuttle service. We found it quite interesting. Um, this is, you know, we're going through the airport, and there's all these people with their cell phones out flashing taxi, taxi, taxi. And then they're approaching us, need a taxi, need a taxi. Well, no, we didn't need a taxi. So we said, thank you. No, we're waiting for a shuttle. And we found found they were all lined up, even out to the, I call it the passenger pickup area where you could get taxis or shuttles. And area called, I think it was P2 at uh, the Cape Town Airport. And as we came outside, they came became a little bit more aggressive in the fact that they were like, come on, take take my taxi, take my taxi. We're like, no, no, we are waiting for a shuttle. We are, we are waiting for a shuttle. And they were relentless. They would not stop. It was like sometimes even a little intimidating. Um, then they, they went to the point of saying, your shuttle is no longer running. It's done for the night. So I was quite surprised in their tactic there. However, what I did is I noticed another shuttle came in. So I walked over and spoke with the driver said to him they were waiting for the shuttle for Hotel Verde. He said, don't worry. I'm pretty sure they have at least two more runs. And and I made my way back to where we had to pick up the shuttle. And just as I got there and basically turned around, I seen our shuttle come in. So there we are off with our two suitcases, two carry, well, three carry-ons because I had my CPAP machine, my camera bag, my wife had her carry-on, and... You know, the driver came and he loaded everything into the vehicle and off to the hotel we were. Maybe five minutes from where we were to the hotel. So that made it a little bit more, you know, I was a little calm by that time, realizing that, yeah, it was late at night and we had to unpack some stuff and especially the CPAP machine and try to get some rest before heading out on our tour of Cape Town starting at 10.15 a.m. The Hotel Verde, I would say, is you know by far one of the nicest hotels I've stayed at for the price. Uh, it's very comfy. The beds are comfortable. The room's a fair size, well-equipped. The bathroom is large. Uh, really, we didn't have enough time to really enjoy it. But what I really appreciated is when I turned on the TV... There was a welcome sign that said, Welcome, Mr. McEwen. And that's always nice to feel that. I know it's just a program thing they just put in their plug in, but it's still nice. It's a nice touch for them to actually welcome me by name. And the check in process, I should go back a bit. The check in process at the hotel was very, very simple. You know, they um, wasn't that busy at that time of night. And they were quick in, in processing us and getting us keys to our room and then getting our bags up to the room. So that was very, very appreciative. We had a good night's sleep. Even though we were so close to the airport, we did not hear anything. I'm surprised, you know, like you didn't hear jet engines or planes overhead. So I guess the hotel is built very well, soundproof-wise. We got up in the morning and we made our way downstairs because there was breakfast included in our stay. 
And it was nice to see that they had a hot kitchen where you could actually order omelets. And they had just about everything there, sausage, bacon, fruit, tea, coffee, juices, flavored water, regular water, bread, buns, everything you can think of for breakfast. Cereal, they had cereal, they had oats there if you wanted oatmeal. Um, So it was all-inclusive, everything that you would require for breakfast, they had there. My wife had an omelet, and I can't remember exactly what I had, but I know I had sausage, bacon, and eggs, and some fruit, juice, and some flavored water, but what else I had, maybe toast, I don't remember. Uh, This is going back uh, quite a, you know, the beginning of our journey, really the beginning of our journey. So, you know, so much happened over the next couple of weeks that, um, it's really hard to remember what happened on day one. But day one, you know, after we had breakfast, we went out to the garden area that they have at the hotel, walked around to have a little pond there. Um, birds were singing in the trees. The flowers were just blooming. This is springtime in South Africa. So not everything is in full bloom, but it's still beautiful. And the temperature was lovely. That's when we noticed they had the herb gardens outside the uh, the building. And it was, you know, I really applaud any business like restaurants or hotels to take advantage of their space to try to grow their own spices and herbs and stuff so that they can use those as ingredients in the food they prepare. So we made our way back to our room. Yeah, we made our room, made our room. We made our way back to our room. Sounds like I've been drinking. And no, I haven't. I haven't been drinking. And I don't think I really did any drinking on this trip at all, other than water and maybe Coca-Cola. But uh, we made our way back to the room, and we're just getting things ready when we get a call from the front desk saying that our ride was there. Uh, the tour guide was there a little early, but that was no problem. We were ready to go, so grabbed our stuff, made our way downstairs, did our checkout, and our driver loaded everything into his uh, van. And then off to our first day was at Bel Maroc. I think it's Boutique Hotel. It's in Blauberg Strand. Um, just, uh, I would say, sort of north of Cape Town. And it was a beautiful little boutique hotel. Although we found out that we were on the second floor and my wife, who had mobility issues, um... There was no ground floor rooms for her, so we had to climb the stairs to our room, but thankful it was a second and not the third. The room was very comfy and cozy. Uh, And then one of the first things we experienced in Cape Town was the load shedding, where the power is off, the government controls the power, turns it off for about two hours at a time, several times during the day, and it at different times in different parts of the country. Uh, this is designed, I guess, to control or consume, to stop the consumption of power and try to preserve the grid they already have. Um, I'm sure that South Africa could. They have means in which to use alternative sources for energy so they could use wind, solar um, to create electricity. I know that takes money, but uh, I'm sure there are ways of doing it so they don't have to worry about this load shedding and losing power because it affects businesses, it affects manufacturing, it affects people. 
um, and especially us tours who really didn't know anything about it. So surprise, surprise, when the power goes off and is off for two hours. So, you know, even when you're trying to do your social media posts while on a trip and there's no power, forget that. For me, using a CPAP machine at night, power goes off, forget about that because I can't breathe without it. I can't sleep properly. So I'm normally up and, you know, it is what it is, I guess, but we weren't made aware of it. We weren't prepared for it. So we arrived at the beautiful Belmaroc. I call it a boutique hotel, right on the beach, South, South Atlantic Ocean. And we made our way to the back of the hotel, which is right on the beach. Trust me, most beautiful thing I saw in the distance was Table Mountain, Lionhead, and then you've got the water just in front of it, a little bay there, and the waves crashing on the shore over some rocks. This was just beautiful. We had already been settled in our room, uh, luggage was taken up, and we were just touring a place, and Decided we'd stroll down onto the beach and, well, just let's just say that uh, my wife got a little too close to the water and a big wave came in and rolled up the beach and she was soaked from, I guess, from her toes to her ankles, maybe even a little higher. But it was warm, so it didn't take long to dry. But uh, that was salt water, so you know, if you've been in salt water, you get out, you know how it feels on your body, so... I'm sure she was hoping for an opportunity to go wash off. And we were at the resort early, so the other guests that were joining us on the tour would be there later. So we have basically free roam of the of the boutique hotel. We did move from the back because the sunlight was actually in the front of the hotel. And it had an inside garden patio area. So we made our way there and we were, we grabbed two drinks and we were just sitting there relaxing, enjoying the fact that we we finally, after six years of planning, we were in Cape Town, South Africa. Africa, motherland. That's what they call it. And I can understand why. So while we were uh, in the lounge area, a lady came in and she said, do you mind if I smoke? I kind of looked at her kind of funny. She said, I've been told this is the smoking area. And sure enough, there was a sign, this is the smoking area. And there were ashtrays. So she's sitting maybe 20 feet from us. So we didn't mind. We don't, we're not smokers and we don't like the smell of smoke. We don't like it get in our face. And to be honest with you, smokers, I used to be one, but smoke gets on your clothes. And when you get close to people, they can smell it. And it's not a lovely smell. Uh, it's not like a, a nice aroma. It's a little skunky-like. But anyways, you know, that's just me. So we talked to this lady who was from Joburg, or as I call it, Johannesburg. She calls it Joburg. I guess the natives call it Joburg. Uh, short form, it's like here in Toronto, we don't say Toronto, we say Toronto. It's like we miss a T and we put an A at the end. I don't know why, but uh, we call it Toronto, not Toronto. 
and she calls it Joburg and not Johannesburg. But she was there because her daughter was part of a, a wedding. Her best friend was getting married, so she was figured it would be a perfect location to meet up with her daughter and spend some time with her. I believe her daughter lived outside the country and uh, was, you know, not not too far for uh, Lady. I think her name was Di, for not Lady Di, the princess, but her name was Di. She was there to visit with her daughter, but also to relax. And she gave us a little bit of background on what's been happening in South Africa, government-wise, why there's load shedding, uh, the high unemployment, how she had one business fail. She started up another business uh, where she's working from home, and it seems to be very well. And a little bit more about uh, the area, which was really interesting to hear from a local. So we... You know, even though she was smoking, the smoke was blowing the other way. It wasn't in her face. And then she left because she had things to do. And we were noticing while we were sitting there that the sun was shifting. It was shifting from the front to the back. So again, we picked up uh, the remainder of our drinks and walked through the building to the back. And we sat on the little, I would call it a, a deck or patio. And we were really enjoying ourselves there. And drinks are done, and we come back in. We're wandering around a little bit on the main floor, and then we were asked if we wanted some lunch. Well, it was a little late in the afternoon, but sure, yeah, we'll have some lunch. We picked from a menu. It took quite a while for them to prepare lunch, and then my concern was when it came, and I saw what it was, I'm thinking, oh, my, dinner's only a few hours away. But I ate every bit of it because I was hungry. It's already been a long day. Um, then we just, you know, settled in for the rest of the afternoon, came down, and when we came down for dinner, the rest of our travel mates or t- people on our tour were there. So we all basically introduced ourselves to each other. There was um, mostly, I think everybody there was from from the uh, U.S. and were the only Canadians. Go Canada! Well, actually, no. Go everybody. You know, anybody to make the trip to South Africa for tour, good good on them. Good on them to come and actually experience South Africa. We talked a little bit at dinner and did some social media posts. We knew that we were warned that uh, the power would be going off because of, again, the load shedding. So we made our way back to our room. And it was early early to bed because our tour was going to start early the next morning. And yes, you know, the, the actual tour of South Africa. Well, just to give you some background, let's just go back a minute. So we're at the Bell, Morocco. We're here for two nights. Then we move a little further north to a place called the Sharks Bay. And we're there two nights. And that's... Uh, in a place called Langenban, Lang, Langban, L-A-N-G-E-B-A-A-N. And it's uh, north of where we're staying, quite a bit of distance. We're there for two nights, and then we're coming back to the Stillness uh, Manor Resort and Spa for three nights before heading from Cape Town to Johannesburg to continue on with our safari portion of the trip. We knew by the itinerary that it was going to be a very long and busy day after day after day. And I'll get into that experience later on in in another episode. 
So we'll see what happens. Thanks for listening to Passports and Postcards.